Welcome to Poker Face Society Podcast. Please deal with me. I don't have my normal mic, so things may sound a little bit weird, so forgive me, but I promise the next time I go and do a podcast, I'll have my mic. All right. That being said, my name is Jamel Saladin. Um, how to find vibranium and how to use it, right? And where can you find vibranium and how to use it? It is my opinion that Stan Lee, the comic creator, left a, what's the terminology? A goose egg, right? When you leave a hidden message for someone and they have to find it. That's what I think Stan Lee did specifically for the colored people, not only in Africa or around the world, but specifically in America. And I'm going to tell you why I said that, right? I don't know if he had other messages for everybody else, but I strongly believe Stan Lee, the comic creator, left a message of encouragement for the colored people. And I'm calling calling them colored because I happen to be African-American, right? But I know full damn well being of this race, right? They created a race class system. We had no say in it, right? It's a European race class system, so they call us black, right? And I don't like to do a lot of arguing about like things that are not going to change because I didn't create the system and I have no... I don't have that much power to change it. So to be sitting here all day long going back and forth about something that's not going to change, like, yo, I'm not black, you call me this. They're not going to call you. They're going to call you whatever they want. Actually, they're going to call you nigga. Shut your your nigga mouth. Okay? So, Stanley, he leaves a goose egg or a message for the black race. A message of encouragement. He creates a character called the Black Panther, which is phenomenal. Let me look up right now when the Black Panther was was even created, right? Because I know when the term um, vibranium, I know when they they started using that. They started using that in Daredevil, I think, 13, which was like 1966 or something like that. But let me just type in, when was the Black Panther character created, okay? And so, it says here that Black Panther is a superhero created by writer Stan Lee and artist Jack Kirby who first introduced the character in Marvel Comics Fantastic Four, number 52, 1966. Now, if we know anything, the Civil Rights Movement was hot at this point, was it not? We just They just had created the 1964 Civil Rights Act. So much went down during that year. I'm talking about so much, right? Just, just from, and I shouldn't say that year, but anywhere from 1963 to 1969 is just a hot era for civil rights. 
So, so far, my theory is looking like it could turn into something legit. Now, he creates this character called the Black Panther in 1966. And the superpower is something called Vibranium. Which is, they call it an anti-metal. But I want to read Vibranium. I want to read down here. Vibranium is actually an alien metal that crashed to Earth, hence its fantastical powers. Okay. I got a few websites down here who claim to be experts in vibranium. Vibranium was created by Marvel Comics in 1966, first appearing in Daredevil number 13. Like I said, originally shrouded in mystery, the fictional metal was fleshed out across various comic lines over the next few years. Vibranium is actually an alien metal that crashed hence to Earth. Da 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 da. Alright, you know where I'm gonna go? I'm gonna go to let me back up. Let me go right here. It's the Wikipedia, not that Wikipedia is the, the say-all to end-all, but they they word it a certain way. The Wikipedia says the variations was first introduced in Daredevil 13, exactly the same, and eventually became known as anti-metal. This variation unique attribute is that it can cut through any known metal in the marvel universe anti-metal can traditionally be found only in antarctica and i found like i said i found that extremely interesting that the writers would write that it was only found in antarctica the reason i say i find that interesting is because there's a lot of mystery shrouded in antarctica starting with the black pyramid that is allegedly up there inside or underneath a mountain allegedly there have been numerous people that have said that there's a black pyramid in there not only that there are allegedly uh, a is a strong military base and science base up in antarctica and the last thing that i hear is that it's also a stronghold for the reptilian species. Yes, I strongly believe in the reptilian species. I do not believe that we're all homo sapiens sapiens down here. I would not judge you for believing what you believe. Me, myself, I'm, I cannot, I cannot just believe that we're all the same homo sapien humanoids down there. Yes, a lot of us are humanoids, but we're not the same species. And I would love to say I promise you after that, but that seems a little bit superficial. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that. All right. Check this out, though. I want to keep on reading because I, it's somewhere here and I want to read it to you, all right? Here's the part right here. Okay, cool. Later in Fantastic Four, 
episode 53, August 1966, by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, a new variation of vibranium was introduced in the isolated nation of Wakanda. Amazing. Amazing. This variation had the unique attribute of being able to absorb sound. Now, we all know that sound is a energy frequency, right? This is the variation which is most identified in, contu- in contu- continuity as simply vibranium. Vibranium was deposited on Earth by a meteorite 10,000 years ago. Okay, okay, okay. Well, guess what? I don't even need to go into the rest of that because they gave me what I needed. They they already told me that vibranium is basically energy. It can absorb its secret and most powerful asset is that it can absorb energy. And then it can give that energy back. Now, why did I say that this was a goose egg for the black race? Well, just like any story with a message in it, right? Um, what was Homer's The Odyssey of the Cave? Is that was, is that the name of that? Hold up, real quick. I want because I love that story. Hold on. The Odyssey. No, that's that's the Odyssey of the Cave is not what I'm looking for, right? I'm look. There's a there's a whole nother. I think I'm mixing up a bunch of stories. Um, but now I'm interested. Hold on, what is the name of the story about the shadows in the cave? By Plato. Allegory of the cave. I'm wilding out. I apologize for that. All right. So, like, the allegory of the cave had a an amazing, you know, lesson to it, right? These people, if you never read this story, it's by Plato. And basically... There's these people that were brought, they were born in a cave, right? So they grew up in this cave that had a fire around it in the middle, right? So they grew up in darkness. But the cave, when it cast a light, the people paid attention to the shadows, and they really thought the shadows were gods. It's an amazing story. So therefore, they're given all of their power to something that is merely just a part of being numb. Like, they are creating the shadows. But they don't believe enough in themselves. They don't believe that, right? One person escapes to the outer world, up and out the cave. They realize, they, they're after their eyes adjust to the sun, they start learning all these things, right? 
They even see a reflection. They even see their own reflection in the water after being introduced to what it's like, whoa, I am real. I'm somebody. I have a face. Wow. That's amazing. After this education, what do they do? They go back downstairs. They go back downstairs into the cave and they try to warn their fellow people. And guess what? It doesn't turn good. These people try to kill them. Right. They say he's the liar and they're trying to he's trying to change their life and fill their life with lies. They don't want to change how they've been living. And they would rather kill him than believe what the truth that he's saying. And this is normal. This is this is absolutely normal. We're going through that right now. The cognitive dissonance. It doesn't matter how much evidence you bring to somebody. They just they're not readily willing to accept it because guess what? I've been living like this my whole life. My grandma, my grandfather, they raised me. You understand? Those was good people. And you're going to sit here and you're going to come and tell me they were liars? Well, maybe they weren't liars. Maybe they didn't know the truth. You said they were liars. I didn't go that far. I'm just telling you what we've learned, what they taught us wasn't, weren't, wasn't true. That's what I'm saying, right? So ultimately, the vibranium is energy. But when someone else knows something more about you than you know about yourself, if they, if they know how you're going to react or what's going to affect your mood, What's going to affect your thinking? How easy it is to control you if they do this. Then they're not going to tell you what's going on, right? But there might rise up one that's like, yo, check this out. This is what they've been doing. The problem is the masses don't understand what's going on. And group think is a real thing. People have this thing about following other people, right? So if the group is doing it, then it has to be right. And if you're the only one that's standing on the outside, you have to be wrong. That's the way people think. Is it dangerous? Obviously. Because they're able to control more people. All they have to do then is show, give off a perception like the majority of people are thinking this way. And then you're going to catch a good ratio of people that's just going to follow along just to follow along. I've seen it done so many times. I've seen it done so many times. Oh man. So yesterday I did a YouTube live. I took it down. Yesterday I did a YouTube live. I took it down because the audio was was messed up. I have a meeting with Splashing today. I'm pretty sure he's gonna tell me that. But I already know. Um but I discussed a lot of things and I want to share these things with you today. Right? And I started I showed the slides and I started off this slide that says indoctrination, the process of teaching a person or group to accept a set of beliefs uncritically. Right? So I want you to open up your mind today. I want you to empty out your mind as we talk about some things. What I want to talk about today is how far advanced technology has gone to the point where GPS can now be digested and it can locate every person everywhere. If in their system, anywhere you go, 
if this GPS is in your system, then it can track you. Now, what is needed? Is some big clunky uh, machine needed for this? No. We already have the satellites. We already have the satellites, right? So we're just talking about sensors, transmitters, and receivers. But they, the technology has become so advanced that now, as, we, as I go over these slides, you're going to learn that not much is required to have to place a GPS in a human being. And when I say not much, I'm talking about not much. It, it ain't no microchip where you have to come in for surgery and all that. I said not much. So let's just start right here. Global Positioning System. That's what GPS stands for. Global Positioning System Pinpoint Accuracy. It was created by the Advanced Research Projects Agency, or you might hear ARPA. Right? ARPA was renamed DARPA for Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Anyway, ARPA was created in 1958 at John Hopkins University after observing the Doppler effect. What is the Doppler effect? The Doppler effect is basically how the wave frequency seems to change according to motion. So, you know that little, like, joke where someone takes their mouth and they're acting like they're a motorcycle passing and they go something like this. Right? That essentially is the Doppler effect. Right? Did the frequency actually change when you hear that? If you're standing outside of a store and a, and, and, and a motorcycle passes by, did the sound change for your ears it did because first of all it took time for that sound to get from the source to your ears right as it got closer then the sound wave sounded like it increased which it had a shorter shorter distance to travel so it probably increased from your from the distance between the source and you but the actual source from which it came from. He ne that guy could have never changed the throttle. It could have been the same sound, but it just sounded different to you because of the distance it had to travel. And then as it passed you, it, it kind of faded out. Well, same theory. It's, it has to travel farther to you until you can no longer hear it. Right, so that's the Doppler effect. I went over that. Um, I went over how the schools and government are more or less educating and indoctrinating our children, the younger generation, with how they want them to think later on right so my point is they're not really that much worried about the adults of this generation your time will come soon right they're thinking more or less about sustainability and how to usher in the next generation and the best way for their plans 
was to introduce the trans the word trans period right right just because it was bigger than transgender that like why would we go this far for just transgenders right that that doesn't even make sense right yes initially you might think it's it's about population control yes i'm not saying it's not about population control because that is one of the things but what we haven't considered a lot of people haven't considered it also has to do about the word trans and just accepting it and normalizing it and watering it down because that's just a prefix to the second words right so you have transgender right and then you have other words that they they created and other ideas, one of them is transhumanism, right? Right. And Klaus Schwab has said in his book, The Fourth Industrial Revolu- um, Revolution, that it will become a point where the definition of a human has to be reconsidered, right? Because so much technology would have been introduced to the homo sapiens sapiens body and used you know almost all the time and that's where we're headed nanotechnology and health are hand in hand whether we know it or not we don't know it because why they are distracting us with so much bs information it's like information overload about any and everything Anything to keep you from paying attention to what's really going on, right? So you're not really paying attention to how many food processing plants are malfunctioning, blowing up, being destroyed, whatever the case is. It's a lot in such a short amount of time, right? Over 200 in like two years. So that's a lot. And then at the same time, you have lab meat being approved by the FDA, right? So when you think about the possibilities of technology and how could you think about the possibility of technologies if you were not at these global summit meetings where they introduce these to the leaders of the world, the top businessmen, the 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 politicians that matter, the billionaires, the investors, right? They didn't waste it. They didn't waste their time with people like the common man making, you know, working forty hours a week with a family. They didn't invite you to these meetings. I don't even think you could have if you had vacation days. And saved up enough money to go. I don't even think you would be invited. Right? This These meetings are. For invites only. And it's for a reason. Right? And people feel like. They feel important when they go to these places. And they're talking about some real deal topics. Well check this out. In 2016 at the European Global Summit. They spoke about a couple of key things. They spoke about nanotechnology. They spoke about graphene. We'll get there. But the health industry has seriously uh, gravitated towards nanotechnology, and for good reason. Now, it's not one-dimensional, right? 
So when I say nanotechnology, there's a number of things we could be talking about with that incorporate technology and, and health. I tend to just focus on a couple of things so that you kind of know where I'm headed with this. So where I'm headed with this is this. I have an IT degree, right? I have a master's in information systems. I've worked in IT for over 11, 12 years. And I've also worked everywhere from the lowest job, which is like in help desk coordinator where I just take the tickets, right? And then I just pass them off to the technicians. I don't go out. Then I graduated to being a desktop support where I actually go out and I fix the, the computers. And I did this out of college where I'm fixing thousands of computers, right? A lot. In three locations. Um... Then I moved on to become, I started working in artificial intelligence and machine learning. And the cloud. Then I became an IT manager. I have a good, my point is I have a good understanding of technology. That's, so I just don't want you to think I'm just making things up and just, just shooting off the hip because of something I heard in a barbershop. Um, I did know that for certain technologies, we would have we would have needed a wider option of broadband, right? The amount of internet that is able to sustain without it getting laggy, right? So if we wanted real real time virtual classrooms, then you're going to need like a beam. A wide beam of broadband, of, of in layman terms, highway space for information. And it has to be consistent. It can't jam up, clog up. That's when you're going to get latency. So that's when you started to see the 5G. The, keep in mind, every time this you see a new generation, the... That's a stronger frequency, and we have to, dis- we, you know, things have to be tested to see if these frequencies are going to be harmful to human beings. Are they going to deteriorate the skin? Are they going to, you know, testing has to go on. I think, we're, to be honest with you, I think we're way past 5G right now. There's a bunch of companies talking about they're on 10G already. Nonetheless, The point is this, the transfusion between technology and the anatomy is is inevitable, inevitable, inevitable. It is happening. It's not only going to not reverse, but it's going to go, it's going to become more normal and it's going to be more it's going to get more advanced and this is going to be or has been the introduction to transhumanism and this and the, the amount of things that we that people will be able to do all right <clears throat> um right now today i want to talk about the tracker right because i started talking about gps 
the ability to track the human being. At first, they said, you know, you know, I read something in 2009 where they were saying, yeah, you, well, you can eat this edible um, pill and then it, can, it goes in your body and then it, it can track you. We're way past the pills at this point, right? I want to read this slide for you that I got up here. This one is talking about photons. Uh, photons as particles of light are capable of carrying information, right? So these are particles. We're talking about particles of light carrying information, just in case you didn't know, particularly in the context of optical optical communication and data transmission. However, photons themselves do not store information in the same way that physical storage devices like hard drives or memory chips do. Instead, photons serves as carriers, carriers of information. Now, why is that important? What does that have to do with the anatomy? Well, let's keep going. The skin naturally emits radio signals. Did you know that? Did you know that the skin naturally emits radio signals? I did not know that. The human body, like all living organisms, emits extremely faint light particles called biophotons. These biophotons are a natural byproduct of various biochemicals and metabolic processes that occur within cells and typically fall within the ultraviolet and visible light spectrum. Now, I just want to drop a little source there for you guys. Um, I got that from Biophotons as Subtle, en Subtle Energy Carriers, International Journal of Yoga on the National Institute of Health. All right, that's where I got that, just in case you guys want to go ahead and read up and, you know, make sure I'm not out here freestyling. You understand? Um, let's see. Photons serve as carriers of information. I told you that by encoding data through various methods, it is responsible for carrying electromagnetic, electromagnetic radiation, including visible light. Okay. So we talk about photons carrying visible light. Not only that, it, Radio waves, x-rays, and more. All of that is the due diligence of photons. But photons have no mass and travel at the speed of light. Huh. Have no mass and travel at the speed of light. I mean, I find I'm still on the part that our body gives off these radio frequencies. Right. So, I, and what type of information is carried in those photons? Right. Because it's not that it's stored, but it can carry information. So, if I'm giving off a radio wave, what information am I sending? And this is considered a wireless signal, is it not? Of course it is. Of course it is, brother. Let's keep going. Now, I I put another slide in here called Studying the Frequency of Words and Emotions. Now, there's a Japanese scientist by the name of Dr. Emoto, and he has hypothesized that water shapes itself differently when exposed to different thoughts, energies, and emotions. You guys can go check this, e this uh, YouTube out. Please do. Feel free. Um, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing to just see the experiment, right? 
he used certain words like love and caring and like really friendly words, right? And when he went to go look at the molecular structure of the water after it was frozen, the, it had turned into like this, this geometrical beautiful painting like i don't it, it, not, it wasn't a painting but it was a, a geometrical beautiful shape the molecular structure had turned into a beautiful shape contrast when he said the opposite when he said words that i'm just, you know words that just feel hurt the the spirit right like h a t e right when he said words that belittled people or wanted to harm, then the same structures had changed to just something. Just, it just was not. It didn't look good. It was what we would call disgusting. When he looked, when he went back and looked at the molecular structure, and this is his hypothesis that words really do matter. So my question goes back to what information are we sending out when we're sending off these? And obviously, we're sending off these radio frequencies involuntarily, right? You're not doing it um, when you make up your mind. that We don't know when it's happening. You didn't even know you was doing it until you heard this podcast. Some of you. So that now that we know that photons actually carry a, a, a information, what information is it carrying? Well, these kids have a saying called, you know the vibes, you know the vibes, you know the vibes. What vibes are you sending? What vibration are you sending out there? Unfortunately, a lot of people take pride in um, being perceived as a savage. They want to be seen as like, Harmful people, bad people. They don't. No one wants to be seen as good. Isn't that crazy? That we live on an earth where the nice you are, they think you're a sucker. That no one wants to be perceived as a nice guy, a loving person. No. The average person would want to be perceived as um, a menace. Don't mess with me. I'm a badass. Obviously, this is some type of protection and defense mechanism. It doesn't always work. And I think it hurts mankind. Uh, I know it hurts mankind way more than it helps any individual, to be quite honest. So, it's like a double effect. Because not only is you is that changing the person's behavior, right? Whatever's happening to make that person, whatever's happening on earth and in their environment to make a person say, nah, I'm going to send off bad frequencies so that I can protect myself. What happens is you end up sending that information to someone else so that it has not only affected you, but it's going to affect someone else. And then the, the beat goes on, right? So now we're looking at Fibonacci numbers of this effect. The beat goes on. Let's keep going. 
The next slide, I spoke about the human tenor, because like I just spoke about, it doesn't only affect you. What you did affected you, but it affected someone else. Now, here's the concept of the human tenor. The human tenor uses the body as an antenna. The development of radio frequency technology and a body sensor network, BSN, the interaction of a radio frequency electromagnetic field with the human body has been an active research topic for many years. Like I said, many people are not invited to these type of conversations, so you don't know. They, and when I say they, there is some type of group that consistently puts out information, unnecessary information, or information that somehow makes people feel more depressed, more fearful, right? And I guess we could call the media, but guess what? Someone owns the media company. So who's they? I don't know who they are. I just know what's happening because someone has to make the decision to say, put that on your program, right? Someone has to make the decision to say, you know what? Increase the algorithm recognition for these negative videos and this negative behavior because then people will see it more and more. And guess what they're going to tell us? Well, that's what the people wanted. I mean, the, the, the science is there. Is it the science? Was the science there? Or did you turn on that faucet consciously because you wanted to change the behavior of the homo sapiens sapien? That's the real question, right? Let me finish reading this slide. The electric current and the electric field are included in the human body when the human body is exposed to the RF electromagnetic field. Therefore, besides the electromagnetic power absorption in the human body, the human body may be used itself as an antenna or medium for signal transmission. Well, now that we know that the human being can be used to extend Wi-Fi, right? We already we are already sending off Wi-Fi signals. We already went over that. We are always already sending sending off radio frequency signals because of the biophotons that is being released from our skin. Now, if you want to read more about that, my source is. Quotes, evaluation of propagation characteristics using the human body as an antenna. Sensors on sensors, I think the, um, the publishing agency was called sensors, and I found this on the National Institute of Health, the NIH website. A lot of the facts I find are on the NIH website, and I do that because I know you would probably just think I'm up here freestyling. So... I like to give you the knowledge and then you could go look it up yourself. Don't assume that I'm up here freestyling, right? Now, we started off with GPS. Here's the thing. There's a doctor, PhD doctor. Her name is Dina Katabi, right? She works at MIT as a professor in electrical engineering and computer science with a team that developed something called in-body GPS. And body GPS. The development is called Remix, and the method can pinpoint the location 
of ingestible implants inside the body using low power wireless signals. I'm going to repeat that last part. Using low power wireless signals. Now, the first thing is this. We already know that our body naturally gives off wireless signals. The second thing you're asking is, yeah, but where are they going to get the low power from? Aha. Aha. Guess what else I didn't know? The human body at rest can produce 100 watts of power on the average. And scientists agree on this. Source. How does the body make electricity? And how does it use it? On the How Stuff Works website. Okay? That's my source. How does the body make electricity? And how does it use it? On the How Stuff Works website. Now, at rest, the human body can produce 100 watts of power. This is enough to elect, enough electricity to power up a light bulb. Now, some humans have the ability to output over 2,000 watts of power. Let's say when someone is sprinting, one of our, our fastest runners out here, we're talking about 2,000 watts of power. So, going back to Dr. Dina Katabi and her team that have created something called InBody GPS that really only needs low power wireless signals to be functional. Turns out the human body, not only does it supply its own power, it is a wireless mechanism. So, did you do you really know who you are? Never mind the antiquated Bible that was taken from older texts that was written 5,000 years before Judaism, Christianity, or Islam was even thought about, right? They have texts thousands of years way before these. Do you know who you are? Because I promise you, if you open up a Bible and you go to the very first book, Genesis, Chapter 1, you don't even have to, I'm talking about the first chapter, the first book. I promise you, it's going to tell you right then and there that you were created by a number of gods. Now, what gods means to you, I don't know. Right? Some Something, an entity more powerful than you. And that these gods said, let us create man in our own image. You were created, beloved. You were created. We, we were created. In a lab. And it's not even the first time. We were created. But I don't want to. I don't want to. Let me, let me not digress. All right. What can be done. With this technology. Before we go too far. Well, I'm going to leave you with this. 
Bill Gates has patented something called cryptocurrency system using body activity data. All right, let me look it up for you so that you have a better understanding. I'm not saying I'm not saying anything. I'm just telling you what I'll tell you what 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 I'm saying in a second. Now You can look up this patent. It is the proper, I want to get the proper. So you're going to look up W-O-2-0-2-0. So I guess that's 2020. 0-6-0-6-0-6. And I don't know if W-O stands for work order, right? But the W-O is there. So let's just, I don't want to just make up something like work order. But it's W-O 2020-060606. Now, why is it 060606? Obviously, the mark of the beast is talked about in Revelations chapter 13, verse 18. Right, so let me just go to that. Uh, I got my Bible here. Let me go to that. It says chapter 13 and then 18. And it says, Here is wisdom. Let him that have understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 603 score and six. Well, when we look at the carbon 12, right, the concept of the carbon 12, give me a second. Carbon 12 is of a particular importance and it is used as the standard for from which atomic masses of all nuclides are measured. Thus, its atomic mass is exactly exactly 12 Daltons of definition. Carbon-12 is composed of 6 protons, 6 neutrons, and 6 electrons, right? So this is the standard of life. This is the building block, the essential. We're talking about the essential building block for life is the carbon-12. Did you hear me? The essential building block for life is carbon-12. Six protons, six neutrons, six electrons. That is the number of man. Now, let you also know something else. It said that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. All right, so let's go back to what Bill Gates, why he might have, I don't know why this whole W02202006006 was written and created like that, right? What I do know is that it has something to do with money. 
It's called cryptocurrency system using body activity data. And the whole purpose is just to mine cryptocurrency using the body activity of a person. Now, will people have to go around and put on a clunky contraption in order for him to do it? I'm not going to do it. Then I'm just not going to do it. Well, guess what? He doesn't need your approval to do it. The government doesn't need your approval to do it. You know why? Because at some point you got to eat. They tried with the vaccines. And because this was precedent, they did not really know the amount of ingredients to put in, in every vial that wouldn't make things so detriment. So it was a learning curve. A lot of people died. I'm pretty sure they're going to scale back. They have a benchmark of what, how much they did put in and the amount of people that passed away. And they could just use mathematics from there to determine, okay, how do we have to, how much do we have to lower in this ingredient, right? They know the ingredients. They never had to say the ingredients that goes in there because of the Fair Trading Rights Act. In the Fair Trading Rights Act, you don't have to list every ingredient due to proprietary concerns. So, if you look at the diagram that this patent has, is a uh, there's a symbol of a human, and they would have a sensor in them, right? And then the sensor would talk to the cloud network. And then from there, the cloud would talk to the cryptocurrency system and the servers, and it would do its thing. Mining the... Just using your bodily energy to solve equations, because that's what mining is. Solving hash equations. It's going to use your energy to do that. Same way a windmill would use energy to do certain things. And same way water uses energy to create electricity. There's no difference. That's where we're at in life. That's how far we've come. Now... Um, I did want to, there was something else I wanted to bring up, but I guess I'm not going to bring it up because I didn't write it down when I said it. And I guess that's okay, right? The bottom line is this, um... We won't be able to buy or sell at some point because the fiat money, the fiat money right now is being deflated. I mean, inflated on purpose, right? It's being destroyed, is what I'm telling you, because we have to usher in a new we have to usher in a new monetary system, and this the next monetary system will be digital. Your DNA already had the ability to hold digital information. This this has already been tested.
They've already downloaded not only images to the human DNA and audio files to the human DNA, but software programs. Java, uh, JavaScript has been downloaded to the DNA of a human being. And that's if that's not scary, right? You have to we have to really ask ourselves who the hell are we that we have this technology? This is the strangest technology that any of us ever because our technology is more clunky, it's more metal, right? We have flesh and bones, what we have to call flesh and bones that actually grow. This is some of the most advanced technology we have ever, ever, ever seen. We, Our body has the ability to store more information than any server warehouse that exists right now. Those books I was telling you about, they downloaded it to the human, a gram of DNA over 70 billion times. Just a gram of human DNA. 70 million times. That's a lot. We don't know who we are. We have no idea. And by the time we get a glimpse and of an understanding of who we might be, it's usually people that are up in age like, damn, it's almost time for me to die and clock out according to statistics. And now I'm just now learning. The young people, they don't. They, you know, you think you're young in your head until you go to talk to somebody young and you're like, damn, I'm older now. Now I'm older and I want to give this to them. They're not even listening right now. They don't even know it's a trap. Um, graphene. So to extend the wireless wireless extenders are not new it's a it's a concept that is call it wireless boosters right or repeaters um graphene has also been dis- been the hot topic because graphene is transparent it's light it's flexible some say it's been found in um there are some scientists that said they found graphene inside the vaccines. Um, this has been some fact checkers have came out and said, how would fact checkers know anyway? If, they, if the companies themselves are saying like, hey, we're not going to tell you all the ingredients. How the hell would fact checkers rush to the aid of the vaccines? And, oh, no, it's not in there. It's, fa- it's fake. Shut up. Fact checkers are fake. The fact checkers are fake. They're being brought by freaking the same people who's putting out this information. And that's why you have this whole thing about disinformation right now. Disinformation. This is disinformation. Shut up, bro. There's a billion dollar flagship on graphene right now. If I was you, I would list I would check it out what I'm saying. Censorship is about to be at an all-time high. You have to check in with the poker-faced society. All right? Keep share this share this podcast with someone. Because I'm over here trying to 
just give out what I can to the people before my number is called. That's all I want to do. And when my number is called, I want enough people to know where they can find the information and pass it down so what I, I could have did my part against the evils of this world to sustain the homo sapien sapien. Alright? Listen, I think that's it. That's my show. My name is Jamel Saladin. I put in a good hour right there. You understand? Um, YouTube I don't know what's going on with my YouTube channel, but I hit it for a week and I came back and they took all my subscribers. So I had over 2000 subscribers. They took them all. They said they might come back. Who knows what happens? You understand? Who knows? If you want to hear some of my other stuff, you can go to Beyond You Media. BeyondYou.tv. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. www.beyondyou.tv. That's my Roku channel. You understand? Beyond you. If you if you do have Roku, just go you know in your bed watching it with your significant other. Just go ahead and punch in Beyond You. And I'll come up. Right? And you can catch more of my stuff there that they can't censor on YouTube because they, they want to censor me heavy on YouTube. And my whole purpose of doing this is like I said. We the people need a true voice. We the people need a true voice. All right. That being said, thanks everybody for checking me out. The Cash App, not that you, not that you need to know, but if you just feel like blessing me, it's dollar sign T H E P R O P H E T S A L A D I N. That's my Cash App. Um, if, if you feel up to it. All right. I appreciate you either way. You guys have a blessed one. I enjoyed the show. Thank you for making everything that it is. Peace out. Bye.